Hey everyone, it's Jeff. I just wanted to come in here with this quick intro for part two of our best movies of the 2010s episode. Just wanted to guide you in nicely. And uh, yeah, so we had, we got up to our number sixes, me and Aunt Beth did in part one, and now we're going to take it away in uh, the top five. So Take it away, Aunt Beth and Jeff from a few days ago. Now we're halfway through. Number five. Halfway through. On down to the top of the mountain on our way down. All right. So my number five, we go to a year that some thought might be the end of the world, 2012. Sun's down into your eyes. It's too strange. Your face looks backwards. But it wasn't the end. Instead, we got some great movies like this one, Looper. Starring Joseph Looper, yes. uh, With uh, directed by Ryan Johnson, starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt as a as a tight as uh he plays a looper which is um he's um someone whose job is to kill people who come from the future but then he discovers that one of the people he's been assigned to kill is the future version of himself as played by bruce willis who has come back in time to prevent a terrible future from happening by trying to uh, kill someone who's um, going to grow up to be like a all-powerful supervillain. This is, I think it's it's just a really well-constructed and original sci-fi concept um, realized Mm. into a uh, thrilling Two hours of cinema. I don't think that's... I'm pretty sure I didn't see it. But I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Where's he been lately? Been in anything lately? What has he been up to? Let's see. His his last credit... He was... He made a cameo in Knives Out. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't feel like he gets the recognition he deserves. Because I think he's a really good actress, actor. Um, Emily Blunt is also in Looper. Oh, okay. She's um. Good. I think. Um. What are your thoughts on the sci-fi genre in general? I don't see. It's. I'm. I'm looking at our. I'm feeling like my uh, choices are probably falling into <laughs> well I tried to pick a, a few different ones so I'm hoping they're not all well they're not all like rom-coms and stuff but um, I think you've had I some, don't have you've as had, much you've variety. had a variety so far okay well, I don't um, Looper wouldn't yeah, I, I wouldn't think it. of you as the first person to recommend Looper to but I think I think you might enjoy it a bit yeah I don't see a lot of sci-fi some but I guess it would depend Probably would depend on the movie. Well, but if, if you like, if you like yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I, he's in almost all of this movie. Yeah, so that might make a difference if it's a movie with 
with uh, somebody that I, the person that I like, then I might enjoy it, so. There is no role of the Tempest. It is the titular role. No, it's a made-up thing, so we all can participate. You can't do anything unless you're the center of attention. Okay, my number five is from 2017, and it's Lady Bird. Saoirse Ronan, um, who was up for Best Actress, who everything she's in, she's nominated. Because, again, she's probably one of the best actresses around these days. Um, And that's another coming, well, a coming-of-age story. And it's based on, um, okay, my mind just, Greta Gerwig is the director, and it's, it's based on her life pretty much isn't it Um, growing up in yeah and it's just (laughs) i don't know if it's supposed to be a comedy but it's just so funny her i love her relationship with her mom and her relationship with her best friend who's beanie feldstein which is the first time i saw her and oh there's just some really funny scenes and some tender scenes and you kind of see her growing grow up and she leaves for college and kind of appreciates her mom more and i think you know um being a daughter and we all have that mother-daughter relationship so i may have appreciated it more than you than a, a guy but um uh, it was I just appreciated the uh, Catholic school touches. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was just a lot of fun. And like I said, Saoirse Ronan is, I don't know. I think, I feel like she could do anything. She's great. Okay. Number four. A million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? You. A billion dollars. Number four. Four, four, four. I'm going to go all the way back to 2010 with The Social Network. Oh, yeah. Story of Mark Zuckerberg. That and was on Game my, okay, that was on my cross list, but it crossed out. So it was in my original. Okay, so there, there is that, that fabled overlap that we yeah. were talking about. That was one of them. The I think so far day. that's the first one that we've... <laughs> okay. but I, I think we've at least liked each other's... Yeah. Even if they weren't on our short lists. Um, Yeah, so this is about the early days of Facebook, a company that has seemed to have gotten only more and more powerful in the years since the movie has come out. You know, it seems like every day you're hearing about how prescient the social network was. Um, But I think, you know, it. I don't think um, it's written by Aaron Sorkin and directed by David Fincher. I don't think they were trying to predict the future. I think there's just something about companies that are driven by an individual personality. Like when they become that powerful, mm-hmm. that's they can transform society as a whole in the way that Facebook has, um, you know, so I think even, you know, I, Facebook seems like a pretty big deal now, um, but trends change. Companies don't last forever. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's 50, 
let's say 50 years or 100 years from now when we're in a post-Facebook world, I think the social network will still be relevant by just showing the conflicts between idealism and individual uh, obsessions that, mm. that get in the way of trying to make the world a better place. Uh-huh. That, you know, can cause you... you Mark Zuckerberg, he maybe wanted to maybe he wants facebook to make the world better but he when you have when one person has that much power it's hard to get out of your own way yeah yeah and that was very well acted too jesse Jesse eisenberg plays him in that he actually is. He's been studying meteorology since preschool. Don't let the Dahmer glasses fool you. I'm going back to 2013 with The Way, Way Back. Okay. Um, another coming-of-age story. And Co-directed by um, an actor from Community. Yes, by the Community. Jim, Jim Rash. Rash. And that- Oscar winner, Jim Rash. What's he an Oscar winner for again? For uh, Screenplay for Descendants. Oh, okay. And Nat Faxon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I always like coming-of-age stories. I especially like this one. Um, I just loved... So this is about... A, I think it's a, a boy who's about... I think he's supposed to be about 14, and they come... He and his mom come to the summer place, and I think it's near Cape Cod when I was reading. Um and she has this awful boyfriend who treats him terribly. And then he starts hanging out at this water park. And I just love his relationship with the all the people that work at the water park and kind of take him under his wing and to try to teach him how to be cool. And especially uh, Sam Rockwell, who mm-hmm. I think, before that, I, I had seen Sam Rockwell before that, but this, when I'd seen him in that, I just really was like, yeah. loved him and, and just realized how great he was. And um, I was reading too, that had a lot of great people. I mean, I remember that it did, but I was re- rereading the cast of in that, and there are a lot of good characters in that. And um, it was just a fun kind of nostalgic movie and uh also i just love the title because we used to say that too it refers to the when you're in the station wagon and you say oh we're gonna sit in the way way back and Mm -hmm. just kind of a fun fun reference so um it's just a it's just fun to i think it's a it should appeal to almost anybody because it's so fun to watch him at that water park uh, just the scenes there are really fun. Ventress wants to face it. You want to fight it. But I don't think I want either of those things. Okay, number three. Number three. Had any that we matched yet? Well, okay. See how it goes. And uh, I'll I'll be surprised if you match with me on this one from 2018. <laughs> it's another horror movie, a, a oh. sci-fi horror hybrid, Annihilation, <laughs> starring Natalie Portman oh, as um, leading an all-women team of uh, scientists and soldiers sent to investigate that. some weird goings-on. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. Um, then they they go into uh, let's see, I think it's called Area X. Yeah, it's the Area X facility, and this time and space seems to be completely warped. Um, they absorb uh, the plant and animal life seems to be mutating, creating new hybrid forms by the second. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this bear monster that terrorizes them in one really memorable scene um and i think i've read um i think some interpretations of people who think it's like a metaphor for cancer how it kind of like this foreign agent like transforms your body from the inside out oh okay um and it's 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 like the it reaches a point by the end where it's like about the the beauty of disorientation and it's um these contrasting ideas it's it's beautiful but also horrifying whoops um, mm-hmm. where'd you go <laughs> My uh, finicky. Oh. Yeah. So um, let's. Lisa Rodriguez is in that, right? Yes, she is. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading that when that came out. Along with Jennifer Jason Lee and Tessa Thompson and and Tuva Novotny. Some good ladies. Yes. So is that scary or more because it's, more, it's um, more sci-fi than horror? It's more sci-fi than horror, but it, it definitely is horror. It's it's more weird than it is scary, but there's there's definitely moments that are in, intensely terrifying. Oh. Um, but I, I mean, you, I think you'd be intrigued by it, but there might be some parts where you might have to turn away from yeah. or to give it a try. Jiminy Cricket, he flew the coop. My number three is from 2012, and it's Moonrise Kingdom. Okay, another um, kind of coming of age. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's an, one of my favorite Wes Anderson movies. Um, and it's about two 12-year-olds who fall in love and run away together. I'm just laughing about it because I just loved it. They're, it's so quirky, which, I mean... That's what most of his movies are, but the kids are just so funny, and I'm just picturing them like these kids just like think I don't know what they think they're gonna do. They run off together, and then the storm is approaching, so all the adults form a search party to try to find them. And it's it's I mean that's there's not much to the story. It's just the quirky kids, quirky adults, and and. Uh, the great his you know a lot of his same actors that he you know that are in his movies as usual uh bruce willis um ed norton uh who's the woman that i was well was she in this one i think so okay oh no what's her name um uh, Francis McDormand. Yeah, Francis McDormand, and, and um, 
my mind just went blank, but they're just, you know, the same people and it's just, it's so much fun. And this is, I mean, I haven't seen all of his, this to me was lighter than some of his and Mm -hmm. I just had so much fun with it. Now that one I actually have seen twice because I had seen it in the theaters and then I think I had given it to one of the kids for Christmas. So we watched it again and loved it just as much the second time. So if you want a just nice, fun, light movie, that's a a good one to that's yet another movie that I saw in the theater with my sister. Katie Katie loved it too. I remember us talking about it and she said she just absolutely loved it. It's a good one. Okay. Uh, Well, I'll share a quick little story about that. So that's when I was still working at the, the Regal Oxford Valley theater. And when we went to see it, I could tell that the camera was set up the wrong way. So I quickly ran upstairs to the projection booth and made a little adjustment to make sure like the, the picture wasn't cut off at the edges. Oh, you could tell just by. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you're, you've worked there off, it becomes second nature. Good thing you were there. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Number two. All right. The, the, Dazzling duo. I've seen plenty come and go. Hell, I've been here since the war. Which war? You know damn well which war. Okay, so number two, we're going to stick in 2012. It's The Cabin in the Woods. Another scary one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's about a group of 20-something friends who go up to spend a weekend in a cabin in the woods. And uh, isn't that a place where scary monsters tend to go bump in the night? It is, but wait a minute, there's something else going on. Here's Bradley Whitford and Richard Jenkins in a facility observing these young people. What are they doing there? Well, it turns out they're making sure that um, the ritual of this horror movie scenario works out uh, exactly as it's planned and how it's supposed to. Oh. Um, <laughs> so ultimately, this is like the horror movie to end all horror oh movies. Oh my god! It uh, brings in like every possible horror movie monster. Oh god! Into uh, just uh, one big <laughs> monster menagerie spectacular. I heard it was a very good a very good horror movie, but I knew, remember, we're thinking, I, can, I know I can't see it, though, but I remember hearing it was... It's well like done. a, um, it's like a grad school thesis about the, the entire horror genre. Uh-huh. Is anybody famous? Well, you just mentioned the two got Bradley Woodford. Are any of the yeah. kids famous that play the... Um, yeah, well, one of them is... The Thunder God himself, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, he's in that? Yeah. So it came out a year after Thor, but it was shot like two or three years earlier. Oh, okay. So he's pretty young in it. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's in his 20s, maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know, like 25 or so when it was shot. Maybe even younger. Wow. Okay. Let's see. He is... 
Chris Hemsworth is currently 36, so he would have been... Yeah, he would have been in his mid or late 20s when that was shot. Handsome as ever. Yes. <laughs> he was kind of cast as like the... this Like ever, all the kids were playing like a stereotype, so he was like the young, handsome hunk. Yes. I'm sorry, Chris. I still can't go see you in that, though. <laughs> I think he's one of the handsomest actors out there, but I still wouldn't go see him. There was a reason they cast him as a a, a literal god. Yes. <laughs> Heckling doesn't have to be negative. So if I was like, oh my god, you're amazing in bed, that would be a heckle? Yeah, and now you're getting more laughs than me. Okay. All right. Another 2017 one that I have is The Big Sick. Okay. This is based... I think that's on my top 25. Okay, good. Based on Kamal Nanjiani. Am I saying it right? Uh, Nanjiani. Nanjiani's real life. About his relationship with his American girlfriend at the time um and they went on to get married yes Mm -hmm. but this is before they're 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 dating and um she becomes sick and ends up in a coma and so he uh, you know starts to (laughs) was visiting her and develops this bond with her parents who so wonderfully portrayed by holly hunter and ray romano and um, it's just such a, it's just so funny to see, you know, he barely kn- didn't even know her that well, really, and has to have this relationship with these two adults. Um, and then just funny scenes. I remember some of the scenes at the beginning where his parents, so they're Muslim and they're trying to fix mm-hmm. him up with all these Muslim girls. And those scenes are hilarious. And mm-hmm. the, the dinner scenes um and it just this movie just made me smile it was just i just loved it uh mm-hmm. it was just really great and he ever since i saw him in that i've just really wanted to see him more he was just on um i've only watched so now ellen is just taping from home and i'm not really watching it much but he was on there the other day so I've made sure to just watch while he was on because I just love him so much. And he's actually got a new Netflix show coming out. I can't even remember the name. It's a Netflix movie. Oh, yeah, that comes out this weekend, The Lovebirds. Yes. So I'll probably watch that because he's in that. But um, he was hilarious. Soon after this, he was on uh, SNL, and his um, monologue was so funny. And he just makes me laugh. So... That was just, I just loved that when that came out. That was a great movie. Well, he, uh, and, um, he also has a new podcast that he's been doing since the pandemic started. That he and uh, he and his, his uh, Emily, his wife, have been doing together. Um, it's called Staying In with Kumail and Emily. Yeah, he might have mentioned that on L. Have you listened to it? I haven't, no. Oh. Um, maybe I should give it a try because I do love Kumail. Yeah, he's funny. Um, okay. We're all right. One. We have made it all the way. Are you ready to finally 
Commit to the World, your favorite movie of the decade? Yes. Okay. I think I am too. You create the world of the dream. We bring the subject into that dream, and they fill it with their subconscious. How could I ever acquire enough detail to make them think that it's reality? Well, dreams, they feel real while we're in them, right? It's only when we wake up that we realize something was actually strange. My number one, from all the way back in July 2010, is Inception. Oh, wow. Christopher Nolan's magnum opus, I would say, about dream infiltrators. <laughs> you confused me. What's that? That movie oh, confused me. It's um, it's it's a dense movie. It's like got a lot of, uh, got a lot of. It's got one big idea and a lot of details to um, bring that idea to life. Leonardo DiCaprio is leading a team of dream infiltrators or uh, subconscious infiltrators to implant an idea into someone's subconscious and they, they dream this idea and then they think it's their own so it's 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 based you know the the appeal of it is what if what would it be like if christopher nolan this uh very thorough british uh filmmaker who has to get every detail right what would it be like if he made an entire dream world and um you know that I keep a dream journal. Yes. I'm very fascinated by the world of dreams, so I knew when this movie was being promoted that it would be right up my alley. And I have to say, this does not reflect my own experience of what dreams are like. Okay. And I I don't know if it... If... uh, People... Are dreams like what the dreams in Inception are like? Well, see, I don't even remember it. There's all the, the collapsing buildings, like falling in on each other. That was um, the main thing. Well, I think like th- it, it's more controlled than I think what dreams are like. You know, it's mm-hmm. dreams are more random and. They seem logical at the time, but then when you wake up, you're like, oh, wait, that didn't make any sense. But mm-hmm. I think, like, uh, what Nolan, you know, maybe Christopher Nolan just dreams differently than the rest of us. Yeah, maybe. But I think, like, what he was attempting was, what if dreams were still just as crazy, but we could tr- could control them to have them make some sort of sense? Um mm-hmm. So that's, uh, yeah, it's it's something I um, I haven't been able to get out of my head in the ten years since it came out, and, um, and I'm happy it it has stuck in my subconscious. Oh, good. Rory's a huge Christopher Nolan fan. So do you like most of his movies? Yeah, yeah. I, I might. He might be my favorite director working oh. today. Yeah, he's pretty talented. Well, good. That's a good choice, then. Do you think that I'm crazier than you? <laughs> because... Well, we're different, I mean. Oh, my God. Oh, 
They're killing me. You know what? Forget I offered to help you. My number one, I don't know, so see if this was on your 25, was Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, yes. That, that might have been my 11th or 12th, maybe. Oh, wow. Okay. That's from 2012. I just wrote, wow, this movie hit me in so many ways. Uh, Bradley yes, Cooper. This was, it was my 11th, actually. Oh, so, so just, okay. We almost had <laughs> one in common in our top 10s. Bradley Cooper's portrayal of a man with bipolar disorder was so emotional and sometimes hard to watch. I remember that one of the scenes where, oh, God, was he looking for a, a tape or something? And he just was having an episode. I think it's tape. Yeah. Oh, man, it was just like, I just remember almost like falling apart just watching him. Um he just portrayed it so well and and it was just so emotional to watch him and um to see like his parents have to deal you know it made you see what other people had to deal with just mm -hmm. besides what he was going through but also what the family had to deal with living with somebody with that disease um and then to see him start to to heal somewhat and then as he and and Jennifer Lawrence was hilarious and to see their relationship start to develop um, and her relationship with Robert De Niro was really fun too and, and uh, their dance and I just loved everything about that movie and it just mm -hmm. yeah so um, Wesley loved that movie too so that ended up as my Number one. So, you know, I'm looking at my list and I'm thinking, okay, I got to rewatch a lot of these because yeah. they're really high quality. Oops, my papers. High quality movies with great actors and actresses. Jennifer Lawrence, too. I'm, I'm talking about Emma Stone, Saoirse Ronan, Jennifer Lawrence are probably three of the best young actresses around. Yeah, they, had, they had huge decades. These past yeah, years. yeah, they did. Silver linings. I that I may have cried more at that movie than at any other. At silver linings. Yeah, the the ending, the final big declaration of love scene. Oh no! Wow. Yeah, that's a <sighs> that tugs at your heart. Yeah. So. So those right. are. I know our, we could keep uh, talking, but we've been we should tie this up because we've been talking a long time. So. Yeah, we, we tried to contain ourselves, but we just love these I movies know, so much. Once you start talking, I know. So. Um, so we'll move on to the final section. We'll just do it quickly. The forever. So now we're in the 2020s. What do we think uh, movies are like now, and will be in the next? several years where I was we've had one huge change in the past months you know yeah. just living almost every theater in the country has been closed because of a, a worldwide yeah. pandemic which I think might um, speed up some trends like I think we might be moving to more luxury theaters 
that allow for people to be more spaced out. Oh. You know, yeah. the majority so exists. Well, open then? Yeah, well, you know, like there's, you know, the Alamo Draft House theaters? Mm hmm. It's like they're, you know, they've got the big comfy seats and they've got dine in service. I, I don't know if dine in service will still be yeah. part of movie going, at least not for the as much for the near future. But then the other thing that's been going on is that drive-in theaters are making a bit of a comeback. Oh, for the summer. Yeah. I know. People are I, able to stay apart from each other. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking of that today with this future thing, and I thought, like, are movies even going to open this? I mean, it's such a crazy time this summer. And then I thought about what about yeah. that? Year's Academy Awards. There might not even be any. I don't know. It's such a crazy time. It's just, you know, and that's just the near future. The the rest of the future, I really didn't have much to to base anything on. I I don't can't see. um, We still have. Well, is Marvel still continuing to dominate? They've got some. Some more in the pipeline, like they've got Black Widow and Black Panther 2. Black Black Widow with Scarlett Johansson was supposed to come out a couple weeks ago, but... And wasn't Wonder Woman supposed to come out? And... Yeah, Wonder Woman's uh, was supposed to come out this summer. Um, yeah, so what are they going to do with all these movies? Um, yeah, it's we're in a, a big... Nobody knows. Big mess of uncertainty. Yeah. Right now. So. Um, but well, let's take a guess. Do you, um, come 10 years from now, do you think your favorite movie of the 2020s will be a rom com or a coming of age or will it be something else? <laughs> Interesting. Well, looking at my list of now, um, I tend to go in that direction. So <laughs> probably close something near that. Although I did have, I mean, I had, you know, Black Klansmen and Harry Potter were a little different. Um, and, uh, and I had a musical. So, but yeah, I, I'm probably close to that. How about you? Do you think yours will be a horror film um could be yeah that'd be quite possible i I think my favorite movie of 2020 so far is a horror movie i'd probably pick the invisible man okay i loved parasite wow boy that just really hit me and i wouldn't consider that a horror well more like a psychological thriller yeah see that kind i like i can watch that and that (laughs) That just was really, oh, I really enjoyed that. Was that on your 27 or so? Well, so when did that, you know, I didn't write that down. Did that come out in 2019? Yeah, it was um, October of last year, I believe. I don't know why I didn't have that on my list. Because I didn't even, I don't know if it wasn't on the, that should have been on my list then. I don't know. Should we, do we need to do the whole episode over again? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was on my Wikipedia list. 
Anyway, we need to stop talking. Good night. Um, so, but yes, I do recommend, we talked about the millionaire episode and then Space Force, because I was just reading my TV guide today, and the Space Force is the one coming out, I think the 22nd or the 29th? I think the, the 29th. Yeah, the Netflix one with Steve Carell looks really funny, so I'm looking forward to that. So, okay. All right, so. Say good night, listeners. Okay. Is that your your sign off? That's my final answer. Ooh, okay. we'll watch Millionaire tonight too. Yes, ten. And then there's some other game shows premiering. There's a the return of Holy Moly and To Tell the Truth on after that. Um. So okay, if you want to see my full list of the top twenty-five I put together, go to my blog jmoney.com and remember to follow that's entertainment on instagram facebook and twitter and Aunt beth should you want to send me your full 27 maybe we can uh oh yeah i will reveal okay. that in some way as like a, a bonus feature somehow okay maybe we, maybe we can post it on instagram or something yeah, I have one that I know you really like too. Me and Earl and the Dying Girl I had on there. Yes. So yeah, I will send it to you. So. Okay. And then our next full episode was we're planning on doing a movie musical one with uh, my sister Katie as a, a guest. So uh, that sh- that'll be arriving in a couple weeks or so. Um, and uh, but in the meantime, as always. Keep your remotes handy and your eyes open.